You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We are broadcasting from the Fargo studio, looking at the producer, Eli. Thanks so much, Eli, for producing today. Appreciate it. Plus, I really like that clock that you ordered and put up there. It helps me a lot. So it's a wonderful talk. It has the time. It has the segment time, the current time. It's, you know, simple, but I can I can understand it, and it helps us all a lot. I'd like to thank uh, Chris Haycraft and Christina Lahr and Chad Prasowski for being with me our first hour, talking about a lot of great Things. So if you missed it, you can get the podcast. I'm sure Eli will have it up in just a matter of hours. We'd like to welcome Tanya Watrude to the show. Welcome, Tanya. Hi, Tim. Good to talk to you again. I know. Good to talk to you. So we can hardly, it's it's kind of funny because so just, we, we got to tell our listeners, I mean, you know, full disclosure, <laughs> I, I've known Tanya for many, many years. We actually went out for a while in high school. She was in a, in Columbus, and I was in Fortuna, so that's about, what, 40 miles or so away, and yeah. we get together, and we went to prom. I went to your prom and my prom. I think it was our junior year, if I remember right. I mean, Yes, right, yeah. Yep, back in those old days. Oh, that was fun. And then, then seeing each other, like, at uh, a music contest. What, you graduated in classes, what, like six or seven, or? We had five people. Five, there you in go. In our class, mm-hmm. yep, I I always brag to my children that I was the valedictorian, but I don't tell them how many kids were in my class. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's fun. Yes. So we had some great, great times. And then, of course, yeah. go ahead and tell your tell our listeners a little bit. After high school, Tanya, where did you go? And just tell us kind of your uh, how you got to where you are today. Okay, I sure will. Um, I wanted to be a journalist. And so um, I'd written a lot in high school. And um, so I went to UND for journalism and um being from that small town it was a little homesick there and it was kind of big but and also that first year you don't take one class in what you want to study you know Mm -hmm. so so um but anyway i ended up changing to what was called morehead state at that time and then the degree was mass communications in english and so um my i interned at the journal in crosby as a writer for them one summer and then i interned at the Minot Daily News as a reporter for them, and then uh, ended up joining the Minot Daily for a couple years until we moved to Fargo for my husband's job. And then there's a few other things after that, but in um, Fargo, I had a few different jobs. I actually worked for Concordia College, helping to write Mm -hmm. their college catalog for one month. (laughs) And then I went... Then they um, couldn't afford you, is that right, or what? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then I worked for the Holiday Inn, and then um, eventually um, I worked for uh, Oak Grove Lutheran School after it flooded, and I helped them write some grant applications. And um, it was there where the pastor asked me if I had any difficulty writing for a Lutheran institution when I was Catholic, and I said, oh, no, that's no problem. And then it actually got me kind of thinking about how cool it would be to be able to work for a Catholic um, church or group or something. And so um, after that, we had a couple of kids in there, too, and I was home for a while, but um, eventually I started real part-time at St. Anne and Jochum in Fargo as they were um, doing their building campaign. 
So I helped with communications for that and uh, just absolutely loved Monsignor Val Gross. He was the best boss ever, and it was such an exciting time there. Um, and then we had our third child, and um, Chloe, and then after that, um, I joined the diocese when the director of communications job opened up. So I was at the diocese for 10 years um, under Bishop Aquila, so that was really a amazing experience as well. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite a background there, Tanya. I knew some of that, but not all of that. That's That's great. Well, Tanya, oh, so yeah. this, that's wonderful. So how, how did you first get involved in, in radio then, Real Presence Radio? Uh, so it was under Bishop Aquila, and, and Real Presence Radio was, um, you know, just getting its feet off the ground. And um, it was just this fantastic opportunity for our bishop to get his um, word out, to teach the people, to communicate the things that were important to um, sometimes set straight um, what a secular media might have twisted a little bit. Um, And so the radio was immediate, where I also was editor of New Earth, the diocesan newspaper, but that, you know, couldn't be immediate. Um, Social media could be, which we were starting to get into. But radio was just the way that you could get his voice out there and... um, I think just draw the people closer to the diocese, to their bishop, and um, to what needed to be communicated to the faithful. Yeah, we're talking with Tanya Watrud, who was a 10-year director of communications for the Fargo Diocese and one of the pioneers in Real Presence Radio. You know, Tanya, you make a couple of really good points there. Uh, number one is that, you know, with the, with the New Earth, with, with the written media the way it was back then, it, it, you had to wait, right? It, it, every month you right. could you come on. But, but radio yeah. is immediate. And, of course, social media now is immediate. But, you know, one of the things I really like about radio, and I think you mentioned it there, is it's personal. You know, I mean, yes, social, you, you can put out a tweet, you can put something on Facebook. But when you're talking on the radio, and, and study after study, you know, just attests to this, that people really feel that personal connection there that they don't with other media. Yes, I agree. And in this um, world of texting and where we actually avoid talking to people, <laughs> um, the, that spoken word just has power. Um, and it can be heard in your car. It can be heard as you're cleaning the house or in your office sometimes. You know, um, it's, uh, it can be wherever you are pretty much, especially now that you can pull it up on the Internet, too, and um, so it just was a huge tool for me as a communications director trying to serve um, our bishop to the best of my ability. Um, and then being um, part of the radio station, uh, Steve um, dared to invite me to host sometimes. <laughs> and so then, <laughs> so then that um, helps to build your communication skills, um, forces you to learn a little bit more about the church, too, um, yeah. and and really to get to know the people in the Catholic community. I just love sharing their stories. So I love sharing them written, but to be able to share them verbally, too, is just another huge perk. Absolutely. There's so, so many people, story after story, inspirational stories of how, and and isn't it funny, we just just talked in, I don't know if you were able to listen to the last part of our last segment, but about God moments, you know, how someone turns on the radio at the right station at just the right time. And I was like, oh, I I needed to hear that. You know, it's just amazing Mm -hmm. 
how all that has, has happened you know, time and time again. Danny, I'm curious now, when you first started on the radio, because we've had several different studios you know, over the years, where was the studio you remember when you first started? So I remember going up to Grand, Grand Forks, Forks yep. in the school. St. Mary's and there, so, yeah. Yep, and so, um, I mean, I know that it was first in the closet. Right, um, the and UND then, closet, yep. <laughs> yeah. And then um, in the school, it was a big room where, or a couple of rooms, you know, where we did the interviews. And um, I was so privileged to typically, in a lot of times anyway, um, I got to be with Bishop Akola and, um, you know, just be right next, listening to what's going on, maybe write a note that reminds him of something he was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, You're you know, so good so at that. that. Yeah, yeah. So that was so exciting. Um, and then, um, but yeah, I remember the Grand Forks, and then they started the one in Moorhead. Mm-hmm, right. And so that was really handy when I was at the Diocese of Buzzon over there and uh, do some shows there. So those are the ones that I was um, involved with. Yeah, I remember too I, when I started. Uh uh, the show that I did for 10 years, it was it was up in Grand Forks. So I do remember going to the closet a couple of times. I do have memories of that. And yes. uh, I said, this is, this is a radio station. I, it, but it, it's so awesome, right, to see. It's like a lot of different things, right, to see how God has moved it, right, from one yeah. small, literally, literally, listeners, a closet to, you know, the dozens of signals we have today is is very humbling, but also just a great testament to, to what God can do. Yes, definitely. And then when um, um, I actually left the diocese at the same time that Bishop Aquila was mm-hmm. going to go to Denver, and we came to mine it for my husband's work, and um, it was just a joy to know that I could drive through Bismarck, hear it, I could hear it in Minot. Um, I think it's so cool that the um, number is 911 here in my head. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if we need help, yes, uh, Catholic Radio is it. Um, and we can hear it in Williston as we travel, you know, and it's just, it was so neat to see it growing to the West, and then now I know that it's grown all directions, um, you know, so it's, it was just, it was definitely God's work, because people can't possibly do that. Yeah, so true. We're talking with Tanya Watrood about 20 years, Real Presence Radio. You know, I, I remember uh, the Grand Forks, and I remember, you know, like Dr. Ray Garendi. I remember live drives up there where, you know, I mean, you know, the other room would be like a little room with some food and things, and, you know, and the board of directors would be there, and, and we'd, you know, do the do those initial live drives. I remember bringing my piano one time, and we, we sang the chaplet uh Chapter of Divine Mercy live on, on one of the live drives. You know, just, just oh. fun things like that. It really was a time when uh, it, pioneering, if you will, because none of us really had radio experience, right? I mean, you right. you had most right. of it by far. And I'm just sitting there, I'm a farm boy, you know. Just, but but the fact that, you know, Steve Smonskowski, no, you know, first executive director, no, no, no uh, experience, you know, in radio. Right. But yet, God can make that work. And, that, and that's one of the cool things. He just, you know, okay. You know, we'll take it. Okay, Lord, we put it at your feet and off we go. So anyway, right. we're, we're going to take a short little break here, Tiani. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about some memories about the first 20 years of Real Presence Radio and some of the ways it's affected Tanya and some of the people that she and I both know. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Father Jacob Boddicker of the Society of Jesus serving in the Diocese of Rapid City. I think my favorite part of being a priest is just the gift of being able to see a person on the level of the soul and that beautiful privilege of people trusting in the priesthood and trusting me and showing me what God has been doing in their heart. That privileged perspective on a soul that really only God has a right to, but Jesus in his goodness has chosen to let me see that work as well and to be a part of it. And so to, to labor in the vineyard, not only in the world, but in the, the hearts and souls of his people, uh, I think is the, the most beautiful gift of my priesthood so far. This is Agnes Lucy from Harvey, North Dakota, and I'm almost 90 years old. The advice I would give to others is to have faith in God, trust and believe He will help you, and surrender to His will. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim Mosey, your host today on Real Presence Live. We're talking with Tanya Watrude. Uh, so it's 10 years, the communications director for the Fargo Diocese. And yes, we knew each other in high school. Lived 40 miles <laughs> apart and went to a couple of proms together, went out for a while. And I can tell you. From personal experiences, she is a wonderful, wonderful young lady. So, Tanya, welcome back. Well, first of all, thank you for calling me young. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you are a wonderful person as well. So, (laughs) Back in the time when I actually had hair, a lot of it, you know, bushy hair and then that Fu Manchu mustache, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was, you know... Captivating, right? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my goodness. I remember though, even before I knew you, your family band played at my sister's wedding band oh. in our barn. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See? So. Now I'll have to think back. I I'm sure we did. I, I don't have a vivid memory of that, but that that's interesting. Okay. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are fun times back in northwestern North Dakota. Isn't that great? That's right. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. <laughs> we're talking about uh twenty years of real presence radio and, and we remember when it started in the closet and then just the one studio up in Grand Forks and now uh about a couple dozen signals uh, all over the, the upper Midwest. And so what, what, a, what a great thing that is. Now, Tanya, you, even though you moved now up to Minot when Bishop Aquila left, you still had some connection with Wheel Presence Radio, right? Yes, I, was, um, I got to actually write and lay out the Real Presence newsletter for a, a, probably about a year mm-hmm. from my little home office here in Minot. So that was fun to keep that connection going. Um, also, 
after I left, um, you know, we had the transition of bishops, and they asked me to come back as communications, as interim, um, to help with coordination of the ordination of Bishop Folda. Mm. And so Real Presence Radio was a huge help with that as far as getting the word out, um, hooking up with EWTN, things like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't, it took me a long time to let go of the diocese <laughs> after I left there. <laughs> sure. But I loved it. So. Good. No, that, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know, so Real Presence Radio, it, you just hear stories all the time, Tanya, right, of, you know, people themselves or others, you know, just, uh, and how it's affected them. Why don't you share a story or two about how it's either affected you, your family, or just, just anyone, because I know you have lots of stories, but share one or two with our listeners about the power and the presence of Real Presence Radio. All right, I sure will. Um, first, I'm going to do one more recent and then sure. um, talk about something older. But um, during the pandemic here, I currently now work at Our Lady of Grace in Minot, and I'm the coordinator, coordinator of the faith formation classes. I also help with their communications. And so um, we wanted to offer something in the parking lot since we weren't allowed, you know, to do a whole lot in the church. And um, Real Presence Radio helped us to set up a parking lot Divine Mercy Chaplet. Mm. And it was just so meaningful to the people. They all parked out there. They would open, you know, crank, turn on the radio, but then also open their windows. And they were able to see their pastor Mm. and their deacons. You know, I know tears are flying. I'm like almost crying talking about it. But it was just so powerful. And that was made... um, able to be done through Real Presence Radio. So a true gift, yeah. You know, that, that, that's amazing when you talk about that, Tanya, because you, you think about it, that the, the gift that we've had, especially this past year, right? I mean, we obviously all of us took for granted the in-person, face-to-face contact, you know, just, but the, the radio had such a profound impact on people who could still stay connected to their faith um, in, in ways that they wouldn't have been able to had we not had Real Presence Radio. So that's just one example of, of yeah. that, and like you said, driving up in the park, like actually seeing your pastor, your, your deacons, you know, and being able to to community as a community pray like that. Right. Like you said, that's very, very powerful and very touching. Yes, it was, and waving at the people you knew sure. that you used to do the sign of peace with. You know, <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, it was awesome. So that was um, one of the things that are in the newer part of my mm-hmm. life. Um, but as back as um, when I was a communications director for Bishop Aquila. Um, there was a, um, you know, oftentimes the news media would try to twist things a little bit or get a negative side because that sells better. Um, but um, there was a, a sad event where a man um, passed away outside of the bishop's residence. And, um, of course, the news was right on that, you know, thinking that, oh, my, he's home and a man dies outside of his house, you know. Um, and But that wasn't the case. Uh, bishop Aquila was actually traveling at the time. But um, that came to me, and it just so happened that that morning I was going to Grand Forks to be on Real Presence Radio, and so I was able to coordinate with um, the bishop, and I think it was Monsignor Gehring, um at the time, or maybe Monsignor Sussman, um, you know, that we are going to address that when we get there. And so um, I uh, just didn't take any media calls. Um, I, I was able to tell them, actually, that there would be an announcement um, at whatever time, nine in the morning or whatever. And um, so I, as I was traveling up to Grand Forks, then we were able to get on the air in Grand Forks. Right before that, um, I wrote a quick uh, statement for Bishop Aquila based on what I knew he wanted to say. And um, so he was able to get on the radio. 
and um, immediately call for prayers for the man who had died for the repose of his soul. And so we were able to, um, you know, bring it back to the Catholic perspective to say prayer is what's so important here. Um, he acted immediately um, to pray for this man. Um, we were also able to say the bishop was not there. So, you know, if you're mm-hmm. hearing on secular right. media right. that somebody died while he was sleeping, well, he was not even there. Um, you know, so it was just a beautiful way to recognize that man's life who we did not know, um, but who God brought him to the literally to the doorstep of the bishop, and he was able to pray for him that day. Oh, that's powerful. That, that, that's amazing. You know, and like you said, just the idea of being immediate and personal and have the bishop be able to uh, have his voice be on, you know, and, and, be, and be praying and, and talking about that live on the radio is, is a great blessing. Yeah, yes, a, a, a lot has changed in radio, at least, you know, well, over the last 20 years, you know, going from a closet to, to one studio to, but, you know, especially now, right, with all the social media, the apps and all these kind of things, and this young guy, I'm looking through the window at Eli, he knows how to do all that stuff, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Tandy, let's, let's talk a little bit about maybe some shows. You have a few minutes left. What, what are some of your favorite programs? How, do you, how are you able to listen to Real Presence Radio, and what are some of the ones that you enjoy the most? All right. Well, I do work in a Catholic church, but I still can't listen to Catholic radio constantly because of all the things that are going on. So <laughs> I, I typically, you know, try to, I take my lunch break. And um, I, so I love to tune into um, The Doctor Is In mm-hmm. or Called to Communion. You know, I, I get um, some laughs. I get some good knowledge um, that I'm able to share. Um, I listen to Catholic Answers Live once in a while. Um, and one thing that's really neat is if... Um, we have faith formation classes in the evening, and sometimes when I'm driving home, then the family rosary comes on. Mm. And it's been an exhausting day. You know, we have over 250 kids who come to our church, and Ooh. and um, so it was. it's just such a neat thing, and especially to hear children's voices mm. too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've been working with children, and you see how God loves them and wants to help form them in faith, um, you know, so that they have a relationship with him. And then to hear children's voices, too, sometimes on the radio, um, it's it's really touching and inspiring for my work that I do. Okay, so speaking of children, I was just going to share a story about Romeo. So I, oh. we have a three-year-old yeah. boy, yeah, yeah. my, my wife okay. and I adopted because now this this is a God instant. I just have to, a God moment. So right as I was starting to speak, I had no idea. My wife Veronica just brought Romeo to the door. I, I didn't think they were going to come today, and, and oh. they're, they're here. It's like whoa! Right Aww. as you finish, so it's amazing. But getting to the rosary and, and children. So one of the ways that we try, try to teach Romeo, he loves music and, and he loves yeah. art. You know these kind of things. So. Uh, the rosary that comes on, of course, now it, we don't have to wait till eight thirty, right? Because he's usually asleep. So we, we, you know, we have it on the DVR, and yeah. he loves especially the joyful mysteries. And so, uh. and so, what we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll pray. And sometimes, to be honest, you know, we, we won't maybe pray the whole half hour because I've, I've got the remote. But we play at least three or four Hail Marys of each of each mystery, and then he'll look and he'll see the picture, like for, for the Annunciation. I'll even say. 
Well, first of all, if you go back, the faith, hope, and love that happens at the beginning, he knows each of those Hail Marys. What, what's next? Faith. What's next? Hope. You know, so he's learning about faith, oh. hope, and love. Oh, yes. He wow. sings. You know, there, there's the uh, there's the, the song that being Ave, Ave Maria, you know, and he's singing hmm. Ave, Ave. So he sings that, and we get into the faith, hope, and love, and then so the first mystery, so what's this about? And he says, well, the angel came to Mary, you know, and so I said, who's this? Well, that's oh. Mary. So he is... He's learning, you know, as we go through. And we're not praying every Hail Mary, right? But the idea, he, he knows the story. Then he goes on to the visitation. He can tell us what it's about. And, and sometimes he asks questions. And so he has this visual through music, through prayer. And then, of course, at the end, he sings the Holy Mary, Mother of God. You know, he... he and so I just, when he That's talked about wonderful. the rosary and talked about kids, it's just, you know, kind of amazing how, you know... We wouldn't have it. Would we pray the rosary if we didn't have? Of course. You know, would we you know, have books and try to tell them? Yes, but there's something about, and of course, Mother Angelica. That's Mother Angelica, you know? And so <laughs> it really has had a profound influence on him, you know, and, and just praying it and also knowing the story about Jesus' life, you know, and this type of thing. So anyway, I just, right. that just kind of hit and, me. And he's getting that in his earliest years, you yes. know, that is so important. Oh, by the way, tell Veronica I really miss her. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen her for so long. <laughs> Hear that, honey? She, she really misses you. I know my, my yeah. wife used to work at the church, too. Yes, she has fond memories yes. of working there with you. That was a good time. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Well, Tanya, you know, the time goes fast. we got about a minute and a half left. Any any other, other thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I encourage them to um, share the good news about Catholic Radio. Um, I also ask them to pray for our current pastor pastor at Our Lady of Grace. He's retiring, um, mm-hmm. Father Bruce Krebs, and he's retiring and heading on to a new, you know, um, stage in his life. So if um, they would pray for him and um, our new priests, um, who will be coming as well, um, Father Mouse, and then um, Father, not quite Father, he's still a deacon, Dagley, um, they'll be here July 1st. Um, but most of all, uh, yeah, just keep tuned into Real Presence Radio. Keep uh, sharing it with your family, with your children, and um, just just to thank God for the wonderful gift of it. You know, Tanya, as I sit here and as we, we talk about this, I just I can't help but two words: blessing and, and gratitude. You know, I mean, the the radio has been such a blessing to me and, and to so many of us, and I'm just so grateful for all the people who have you know God has put in. In, in place here to, to to let this happen, and I just want to thank you for your work, especially those early years when you know things were just kind of getting off the ground. But your dedication to it and devotion to it, and helping to to, to become what it is today. Thank you so much for that. No, well, thank you. Right back at you too. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, that's so, yeah. that's Tanya Watrud sharing what's her memories of twenty years of Real Presence Radio. Thanks again so much, Tanya. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a blessed day. All right. You betcha. Up next, how do you live out your vocation to marriage and parenthood even though you have a cancer diagnosis twice? Stay tuned for our next interview on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 